Are you a music person? Do you like homegrown songs that come straight from the heart with a dash of fun? Then check out our buddy Owen Plant. Owen is a folk artist in Southeast Georgia who combines folk sounds with his Jamaican reggae roots. You can find his music, live performances, bookings, merch, and all at owenplantmusic.com. He's even working on personalized quarantine live shows so everyone can enjoy a live music experience from the comfort of their home. Check him out and show him some love. Do you like being inspired? Are you into art? If you are, then check out the awesome streams and artwork of Golden Gooby. You may know her from the popular YouTube channel, Planet Dolan. She's a dear friend of the show and hosts art streams multiple times a week. So if you're looking to fight in-house boredom and have some fun, check out Gooby streams at youtube.com slash C slash Golden Gooby and on Twitter at Golden underscore Gooby. Hey folks, Matt here. With all the craziness going on, we wanted to give a shout out to our friend Lane Silva. As you may recall, Lane was on our show last season. He's a musician, composer, and all-around amazing dude. Right now, he's offering a special deal on video music lessons. It's Name Your Price. He's offering lessons for piano, guitar, bass, ukulele, and production recording. I'm personally a former student of his as he's taught me a good deal about editing and audio mixing, which has clearly come in handy with this podcast. So if you're looking for something cool to do, as well as something to fight boredom during all the quarantine, please reach out to our buddy Lane at J-H-N-L-N-S-L-V on Instagram, or John Lane Silva without the syllables. Thanks, buddy. We wish you the best. If you need a shout out during these hard times, don't hesitate to hit up Common Sense and we'll make sure to plug you on the next episode. Without further ado, enjoy the show. I'm only going over 
clouds will gather round me. I know my way is rough and steep, but golden fields lie just before me, where God's redeemed shall ever sleep. I'm going home to see my mother and all my loved ones who've gone on. I'm only going over to Jordan. I'm only going over home. And we are live. What's up, people? Welcome to the newest episode of Common Sense. It's your boy, Jeremiah. And Matt, the guy who's just sitting here not sure what to introduce himself as. But that's where we are. And we are enjoying ourselves. So, two things. Two One, things. we're going to talk about 1917. Absolutely. But the first thing I have to mention with it is what I love about... I've been planning to do the first two bits of this song for a little while now. Since it's all the movie. Jeremiah jumps in and says, I want to do it too. So he picks up the next verses. I don't think we thought about this. Yeah. But it's like the whole... Because the song is about going to the next life. Yeah, absolutely. One one of my lines in the first line of my chorus is, I'm going there to see my father. Yours was, I'm going there to see my mother. Holy snap, son. Are we dying tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I didn't even pick that up. That's wild. I picked that up as you were singing. I'm like... This is Dang. going to be such a deep episode. Oh my god. god. Oh my god. That's wild. Prepare for feels. All the feels. What and we... it's kind of fitting. Can yeah. I? No, go ahead. Where we are right now. So, for those of you who are continuous listeners to us, first of all, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And second of all, you. at the end of each episode, you'll probably notice that we have, you know, the, the podcast is done by Lake House Creative LLC. So, where are we at, Jeremiah? We are at the Lake House. That it was named after. That it was named. The Lake House, that is the LLC. Um, do you have a specific name for the house? Other I, than the Lake House? I think, yeah, I think we've just been calling it the Lake House or Hartwell or the Lake for nice. a while. And it's like, yeah, this is kind of a ch- second childhood home for me. Yeah. And before all of y'all think I've got some Tony Stark shit in the fucking woods, <laughs> that's not how it is. It's like this big box that was built in the 70s and it's old and I love it for every... Because he, for Matt every kept telling thing. me we're going to the Lake House and I'm like, oh snap, it's like some Tony Stark type shit. Like, hell yeah, dude. Let's gonna be lit. Let's have like a little funeral and like have like all the kids standing around. Oh, you mean kids. like an end game? I meant from end game. Which which cabin uh, were you thinking? For some of? reason, I thought like his Malibu fucking shit. Oh fuck that! No no no. no I yeah. was thinking of. Yeah, I love Endgame. his cabin and end yeah, game. His Holy cabin shit! Cabin end game is beautiful. So that's what I was thinking going mm-hmm. in. But I don't know. It's better. Like this fits. Like this it's, fits you. It's, it's humble. It's humble. It's homey. It's definitely humble. I like it. It's so nice. But it's it, so chill. It's kind of it's kind of surreal and somewhat meta for me because I'm sitting here. Um, this is just a huge deal because so much of what has informed me as a person has come from this house, whether that's my family, whether that's my creativity, what have you over on for all of our podcast listeners. I'm sorry, but this is a visual bit you won't get to enjoy (laughs) that wall right there. Mm -hmm. I used to hang my Sonic drawings on my little other old drawings I would do as a kid. 
um this the living room over here mm-hmm. or the, yeah the, yeah living room area here so it's a big living room but it's a living room it's a living room yeah. but uh that's where i first saw the indiana jones movies hell yeah dude. and it's, it's kind of insane is this where you watched aliens or aliens too no that was up and coming my, okay. but funny enough my aunt who showed me those movies now lives here in hartwell nice so it's really cool that's i would if, if we didn't have all the craziness going on i yeah. want her to be on yeah that'd be amazing but maybe down the line but yeah so this is very very special um i was wearing a sweater that was my grandpa's yep. or a zip up that was my grandpa's that was in the cool. closet so it's it's very um it's fun yeah now when you put it on i was like all right mr rogers i see you it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and there goes all of our listeners listeners i was gonna do something more about um i was gonna say something more like about like and there goes all of our monetization but oh fuck yeah it. Fuck, fuck it fuck, fuck it, it. but we'll get a but, patreon at some point or wherever else people do nowadays all of food um, one of the things I wanted to point out uh, with yes. this episode is I think it's really fitting that the last episode that we recorded was the last time in your old apartment. And now and you here have, we are. And here we are at your lake house and you've moved to a new home. Uh, so I really like the even on the podcast this the last two episodes and going to the episode we record after this. I'm assuming we'll record at your place or my place. Yeah. But if it's then, then place, we'll, we'll break in the Matt Cave. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Matt this, Cave returns. It'll be almost, ooh, there we go, there we go. That's the there's our episode. Because oh, a part of me, part of me, if if I had thought about it beforehand, um, what I've kind of been referring to the old cave as is mm. the Matt or Matt Cave begins. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. So the Matt Cave returns. But like with this, over the last two episodes, it's a transition. Like. It's definitely a transition, and I think that it's a transition for your life, and it's also a transition for the podcast that you get to, or it's 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 documenting your transition. Yeah. So I think that's this is a really cool thing, and I'm glad to be a part of it, dude. Thank you for well, allowing me to be a part of this. Well, and the first reason that we're up here is because we're fucking off from the city. We oh, are yeah. we are isolating, quarantining, getting the fuck out of everything. Making sure that we don't kill anybody else with our ability to be carriers for said virus. I was going to do some Joel shit. I couldn't I think know. of any dialogue. I just went with a voice and that's the voice that came out and I was like, it's a thing now. We are survivors, Tess. We are out here in the middle of Hartwell, Georgia. I heard some creature on outside. Lake. On lake. What is the name of the lake? Lake Hartwell? Lake Hartwell. Oh, everything's just Hartwell. I don't know why I keep I going like into Joel. It's okay. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but it's nice. I haven't been out in the woods like this in a while, I can't think. And it's not woods woods, but it's like, it's nice. It's, it's not like, Cabin in the Woods Evil Dead It's not Dead Cabin in the Woods shit. Evil Dead bullshit. <laughs> and it's also not like suburban, you live right behind like a preserve type bullshit. It's yeah. like you're out here and I like it. It's super nice. It reminds me of home. Yeah. It, it, that, home. <laughs> home, home. Home is a good way to describe it because... Um, Especially after my dad died, we came up here a lot. It, yeah. it was just kind of our... We, we were closer to the family because my cousins grew up up here. Um, you know, their parents, my aunt and uncle, are here yeah. too. And yeah. then my other aunt moved up here. And then, like, we'd all just kind of congregate here. And it'd be this really nice thing to kind of... I don't know, this mutual ground. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's per, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. And, like, this is going to sound like some fucking either BoJack Horseman or community shit. <laughs> but it's just, like, having you up here, you're actually the first friend i've brought up here ever. really yeah really I, I, yeah what that's wild very personal very warm very family friendly i don't know well not family no, friendly family. not this show not yet <laughs> but you know it's a big deal for me because it's like a crossover episode it's like i'm finally bringing over friends here you yeah know? I mean, it's not that i've been like not allowed to but yeah. it's just like it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason so yeah. here we are but the second reason is jeremiah is very kindly helping me 
get a piece of furniture that was my father's and uh, it's, it's pretty dope it's it's this neat like wood carved table that's yeah. like it's kind of like it, is it chinese japanese I, it's asian i know it's some asian descent um i want to say it's japanese Whatever it is, wrong. it's cool as fuck, friends. and it's going to be in the new nerd. Game. Yeah, and uh, it looks dope, and there's like glass that you put on top of it. Everything's been, it looks almost hand carved. It is hand carved, and it just, it's beautiful. I think I've seen one of those when I was a kid. I don't remember where, but I, I don't know. I love the aesthetic of it. It's that, really cool. That's the only one I've ever seen. Like, really? um, yeah, not to that I can think of. You know, not some shit that's in a museum or whatnot. But yeah, yeah. It's so it's uh, he's helping me get that because it's not so much that it's a super heavy thing but it's just you gotta have two people yeah you should definitely use two people to carry. although i'm glad i have you for the glass too because yeah. that's that's the part that I'm, it's not even heavy so much as it's just i worry being delicate with it yeah yeah, yeah. it's and a family you have a family heirloom dude that, that's pretting i didn't cool. think about that yeah. until you just said that yeah you have a family heirloom and you should keep that and pass it on your kids absolutely and you, right. the the big thing for it for me is like this is the first piece of like furniture first piece of anything that I have those my father's. Yeah. Which is kind of a lot to absorb. Yeah. And it's in your first home. Like, damn, I mean, you're living life. You know, considering the low point I was at in November, the bounce back's pretty nice. And this is where I cue in bounce back by Big Sean. <laughs> It'd be dope. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Before... Because I know I said 1917, but I feel like what we're talking about this moment might be a little bit more relevant to yeah, what we yeah. just watched. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We just so, watched. Ooh. Yeah, go for it. We just watched your boy, uh, Benny the Affleck, um, also known as Benny the Bat. Benny also the Batfleck. Yeah, Benny the Batfleck. I was trying to think of like Benny and the Jets, but fuck it. We're here. Um, I still need to see the Elton John movie. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's really good. Like I didn't like Queen until I watched the Queen movie. I had already liked Elton John. But then I was exposed to more of his music because of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think out of that's what those movies do. I think it, the best is bringing that music to a newer audience. Absolutely. Um, but we just finished watching The Way Back by Ben Affleck. Came out two months ago. It came out last like a month. month ago. No, it came out actually. No, it came out like the beginning of this month. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're in still March. It's the last day of March. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So we watched that, and that was really good. Um, I kept telling matt before we saw it i kept pulling up that meme of drake in the car where it's like hop in we finna go cry and i was <laughs> like because this is, i i'm all about watching ben affleck take his personal his real life personal shit and acting and crying like a little bitch i just i, I want to really, be like a little bitch like that and cry sometimes i just don't <laughs> i just i just really liked it because i, I mentioned this last week uh just mm. how i i i respond to like putting a lot of personal shit into my own work yeah, creative yeah. uh creatively and so it was really neat to see someone here I look up to literally take a lot of their darkest shit and, and put it, it into something. There. Yeah. You know, and I think another thing that is why I liked him as Batman is because he's got that darkness. Mm-hmm. And like Christian Bale, he can play it, but mm-hmm. I'm not sold that he has it. I just think he's fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Christian Bale? Yeah. See what I did there? Batshit, Batman. I see crazy. exactly. Yeah. Right. I don't think he's batshit crazy. He's just crazy sometimes. I like him. I think he's a really, I think he's an awesome actor. A wonderful actor, yeah. Yeah. I, I And I don't think it's not that he did a bad job with Batman or anything. I just, oh, no, for no, me, no. it's just, he didn't, he didn't hit the, the notes that I see as Batman mm. and Affleck did that more. Yeah. But I think I will say, I think overall Bale's movies are better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say that I just, I don't particularly care for the dark Knight rises. 
I like just parts of it. The writing to me is not as good as the others were. To, yeah, to me it felt it's like it weird. was that was the movie that Nolan was just kind of like. I feel Shit, like I gotta go do this one. Yeah, like you like could he tell he kind of checked kinda, out. Yeah, yeah, you could tell he kind of checked out. I think he point. checked out when Heath Ledger died. Probably. I mean, I would too. Shit, if you had already had your first draft with the dude being a huge portion of it. Was know? that really? Yeah, Jack was supposed to come back in The Dark Knight Rises. I don't know at what capacity, but he was definitely supposed to have be a major player. Wow. In the third Dark Knight Rises. I did I did like I did like Bane. Yeah, Bane was cool. I, I thought I thought Tom Hardy did Tom like, Hardy's great. I just think the writing was not there. I think his Tom Hardy could have done a better job of Bane if he were given better material. And I get because that. he does I was watching uh Shia LaBeouf and Shia LaBeouf, Adam Driver, and all those guys, they were talking about... It's like a roundtable yeah, thing. Yeah, the roundtable yeah. thing. I may, may have talked about it last episode, but Shia was talking about how um, Tom, whenever he's on set, like, he runs the set. Like, he shows up, and he's almost as if he's first. So, like, when you're shooting, like, TV shows, you're first because you're the main character, and you mm-hmm. kind of run it. But, like, he's like, no matter what, like, you know that's his set, and he's, like, about his work. I respect uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So like, is really cool. He's like sweet, love dude, amazing. But like, when he's, he's it's time to work, he's time to work. Yeah, good, good. That's that's yeah. a good way to go about that. And that's a professional. And I think that's that's how Ben was on on yeah, Live, by, Live night. by Night. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he was like on top of his shit. He wasn't like, like I, I heard when he was acting in a scene. Mm. I wasn't around him necessarily when he was, except for that first day. Mm. Um he's kind of method. So he really gets into it. And I get that from whenever I met him, he was literally about to jump in. No, he had already jumped into his clothes. Mm-hmm. So I met him. He was like puffing away on a cigar, blue smoke in my face. It wasn't like <laughs> a dick thing. People I've told the story before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we kind of had our little moment said, Hey to each other. Um, that's but, cool. They acknowledged you. Yeah. Like, he was hey. like, you ready to shoot the scene? I was like, he said that. Yeah. I was like, I'm just here, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very much like, he wasn't like chipper ready to go shoot this. He was like ready to go shoot this scene. I was like, he's getting in. Yeah, man. yeah he was. He was zone. already in it. He was already in it. Not um, to mention he's like making all the calls behind the camera oh, yeah, too, which yeah. just so this is like just it's a me lot just to trying to do about. it behind the camera without going in front of it terrifies me yeah. enough. Oh, dude, it's fun. So like when I, the times that I've done both. Oh, it's like, fun when you do fun, it, but like, I couldn't do it to that scale. Yeah. Yet. Oh God, no. God, no. Um, but the way back. That's a yes. terribly long tangent to get to the way back. It was a really good slice of life movie. Um, I don't even know where I want to start at. I'm I'm gonna come back at more towards like the spoiler stuff. I feel like you would set up better than I I will. I just I liked it because you know it's kind of to set up the movie without spoiling things. It's well you would expect it's him. He's playing this guy who works at a construction site, and he was a basketball champion when he was in high school, which was over 20 years ago and he's an alcoholic. He's got all this crazy. I mean, he he's in the fucking gutter when the movie starts and his old school calls him back and says, Hey, our basketball coach just had a heart attack and he's going to recover, but he can't continue the rest of the season. We need somebody to step in. He reluctantly agrees to finally do it. What I loved is, and this is something I told you right off the bat when we're watching it is I'm the kind of person that sits there and rehearses Mm-hmm. like conversations oh, yeah. like like serious things because and what's funny is um he's rehearsing the conversation to basically say no to the offer yeah and then he ends up of course showing up and doing it but i've had that story happen before um a friend of mine i was before we were friends really but a friend of mine a number of years ago who well, he's now a friend of mine at the time i barely met him yeah um i was doing some he was wanting somebody to do some 
music video stuff for him and whatnot. And I originally went to the meeting that we scheduled to say no. Mm-hmm. And then I met him and I was just like, I want to work with this guy. He's great. This is the kind of person I want to be around. And yeah. here we are. And I'm cutting something for him now. Hell yeah, so dude. it's just, it, you know, I, I really, really related to that. And just also particularly going back to the whole him rehearsing everything. Mm-hmm. I've been there and it's really, you get in your own head and it can fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things, one of the minor characters, I guess he was a minor character, the basketball kid that was like the best on the team. He was really cocky He's, about it. No, no, not the cocky kid. The kid that was like really oh, right. humble about it. Him. Um, I really liked his. One of the things I will say, part of me felt like the movie f- went a little bit fast and skipped over some stuff. Because at one point we were lost. We may have not been listening. Yeah. But I really do appreciate within each of the boys, they had like their own little thing. Like there's three guys they touched on. The kid that couldn't be at home after seven and he loved basketball. And there was a kid that was playing basketball because he loved basketball, but his dad didn't appre- didn't approve of it, so he yeah. had to deal with that whole thing. And Ben Affleck's character kind of saw that, and he like approached him about it. And that there wasn't spoilers because I'm gonna definitely get into the spoilers. no. We it's like yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're digging time. deep into this. Uh, if you want to skip ahead, go ahead. Skip yeah. ahead. Um, the guy, the young dude, like his little arc ends when you see his dad and his two little brothers at the basketball game. And I th- and that's huge. And it was huge. I feel like that sh- that scene wasn't undercut because they had put the time into creating that little storyline, and it didn't take up a whole bunch of the movie. It was very cut and dry. It was like this kid's really good at basketball. His dad used to be the star. His dad felt like it wasn't good for him, like himself, and so he didn't like follow the scholarships and whatnot. Mm-hmm. His son loves basketball. His dad's more focused on helping the younger siblings because he had a loss in his wife and all this shit. I really appreciated not making that a bigger thing than it was because you had Ben Affleck and you had his wife and his whole their whole bullshit. The whole you arc had, with like, all the that, two other yeah. kids. But even within that, I would say that kid's plot line lasted maybe seven, eight minutes within this hour and 42 minute movie. But I, they wrote it in such a good way and they didn't just like harp on it like, this is what's wrong with this kid. It's not fucking ABC family. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not an ABC like Disney Channel movie. It's just like, this is a problem. This is what happens. You don't have to see him function in that brokenness entirely, but you see him overcome it. And I thought that was really cool. Because even with the way the film ends, it is, I say slice of light because it's very real. Like, Ben Affleck right off loses the his job. Like, and he doesn't get to come back as the coach. But the team got to learn what they needed from him. One of the things my mom always told me was, like, people are in your life for seasons. So, like, I really appreciated that aspect of it being a seasonal thing. Not like, we're bringing Ben Affleck back. He's going to get drunk and then he's going to like get it's kicked the off the team. the fucking Mighty Ducks or Yeah, and shit. he's going to have to like learn how to get over his bullshit so he can come back for the team. No, the motherfucker needed to go to rehab so he get healed. But the kids helped him shit. get there. But the kids helped him get there, yeah. They, they, and I appreciated that it wasn't like the kids help him get there in that like cheesy ass Disney shit where it's like freaking the terrible movie that they kept showing the trailers for with, um, it's not terrible. I haven't seen it yet. It does not look fun to me. The little girl and Dave Batista, where she's trying to teach. Oh, I think it looks terrible. It looks god awful. Like it looks like dog shit Jones. I'm sick of fucking movies making kids like. I don't know. I just don't like. I've got that. I I don't want to 
want to break the rules. I got that bullshit stuck in my fucking head, and I, I want to fucking like, stab myself in the ear every time. Cut I that part off where I said I don't like her. I do like her. I think she's a cool actress. I don't know what I've seen her in, but I just I'm sick of shit like that. It's where it's, it's like, really gimmicky and yeah, it's hell gimmicky and, and formulaic. And like these kids, they didn't really do much to show him. Like, hey, you live a better life when you are abstaining from alcohol and you're, like, putting yourself towards these things. It was more realistic. It was just, like, one kid's messing around with all these girls. And Ben Affleck's like, I'm going to tell all of them and then, like, make you run laps. Like, that I, was I thought that amazing. was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because that was something the kid Fucking had an issue with. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And, <laughs> dude, little, that, that's it. Great Value Vanilla Ice. That's who that kid was. Great Value Great Vanilla Value Ice. Vanilla ice. <laughs> um, and I really appreciated the way that they did that within the film. Because it was very, like, with a lot of stuff that I've been learning more recently, mm -hmm. I've been learning that when crazy big changes in your life happen and, like, you realize, like, oh, crap, man, my childhood was crazy, like, and then I've learned, like, all this cool stuff about myself. It's not, like, achievement unlocked. It's generally, like, oh, snap, I figured this out about myself. And then you keep moving. It's not, like, this huge fucking deal. They're and not I, throwing a fucking hero party for you. Right. You just, it's like, oh, congratulations, you figured some shit out. Yeah. The world keeps spinning. The world keeps spinning. You were talking about that moving. on the dock earlier. It was, yeah. Uh, it, it, see, it's funny because, like, I like, kind of real quick coming back no, to the ahead. house here. I find that when I come back here, I find some clarity in mm -hmm. whatever is going on in my life at the time. And that's just funny that that seems to be a prevailing theme mm -hmm. of not just this episode, but, like, your experience here you've only been here for a couple of hours yeah yeah no it's just your been... mom was also very wise that oh the god people yeah. are are seasoned is that what it was? uh i'll play it for you later i know it's some people are in your life for seasons and some people are in your life for reasons yeah it's crazy i wish i could have met her Dude, she sounds amazing I, I got some shit for you i got some shit for you oh uh, after the podcast but yeah no no is is pretty great she's a hella fucking wise um so like it was really i really appreciated the movie for what it was um, the performances were really good. I he just, was amazing. I just love seeing Ben Affleck be sappy and sad. Like it just makes me happy because I don't, I can't get there as a person, and like very rarely. But to be able to see someone that can get to that point, at least in acting, as, as a performer, as a performer, is such a beautiful thing. It's because it's like you are conveying the feelings that I wish I had. Like well, I love that. What I what I really liked about his performance in particular was there's a scene. Um. I point. I actually commented about when we were watching. Um, they're at a birthday party, and oh, yeah. everybody's singing "Happy Birthday." And they've cut the audio out. It's just like the score, and it's just the shot slowly pushes in on Ben, and he just looks miserable, mm -hmm. like he's dead inside. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's like there's little moments where he smiles, like you know, it's like the kids looking at me smiling or something like that, and he does that on the court too, a couple of different points, and it's one of those things where what I loved is that. You can see the defeat in his face, mm -hmm. but the smile is genuine. The, yeah. the little emote is genuine. Mm -hmm. It's just he's having it's to pull it from that fucking from that place of well. Like, yeah, you and know I, I, that's one of the things I really I will have to uh, agree with you is like his ability to show duality of emotion within a face, a facial expression. That's a lot. Like that's that's really good. Like, and I really appreciate. It. I think that's why I do enjoy. A lot of his acting um because like you said i just i don't know i see that face that he makes where it's just like i'm going through it i feel it but i'm gonna try and like i'll give you something like it, like like it, he's he's phoning it in but it's one of those things but where it's, there's some genuine yeah no it's it, it's you know? I, I wouldn't say phoning in phoning is the right word for our audience he's not phoning in the performance he's phoning in that 
I'm okay. That kind of I'm okay type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's something that I mean we we've talked about in the past is I'm and I think we've both decided that this is something we are working on is if we're not okay, you know, we're not gonna yeah. sit there and have a fucking meltdown. But it's yeah. just like if somebody asks how we're doing, we're giving them honest. You're an honest answer. Like I've definitely and I've told you this. I may have said on the podcast. I will like take a second and be like, oh, how am I actually feeling? Um, and like a self assessment, like a self assessment. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I will say that I've done more recently is depending on who I'm talking to, I will stop myself and think about it. But depending on the relationship with that person, I won't necessarily go into full detail. I may just kind of like half ass with them because I know that they won't appreciate, not necessarily appreciate, they won't treasure me being vulnerable with them. So learning how to yeah. allow yourself to be vulnerable with the people that will be able to properly assess what's happening instead yeah. of some you'd be like you're like oh man i'm going through all this shit today whatever well it's gonna get better god's got you no shit bitch like yeah so but i'm still just giving it. you some hallmark channel yeah, fucking bullshit i'm, I'm sure they mean well but no, they mean well, to me it's like it's kind of wasted and it's yeah. just like okay i'm still coasting yeah because it's like of it. yeah and i think that's a dangerous thing when people do that because then you get into why are we so like Gee, I feel like I'm more perspectives again. God damn. Well. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> Crossover episode. One other thing I wanted to add is just... I didn't like how the therapist was portrayed. I know it's one scene at the end. I didn't like that. I was very much... What's the word? I don't remember her much. I remember she was saying some shit. I thought she was going to be important the way it was shot because it was shot over the shoulder, kind of like they were hiding her face. Well, like and and they were pushing in on Ben the on whole ben, time. On Ben, right. And so I get the emotional impact of it. But yeah, I agree with you. I feel like you and I are really blessed for like the therapist that we had after talking to other people. Cause some it was therapist, too sterile. Yeah, like some people, some therapists, um, I'm advocating for people to get therapists. Like, absolutely, you should do that. Absolutely. Like, even if you think you're healthy, you probably are and are not because we allowed ourselves. But well, that, that, and it's just like, even if you're in a good place, it's still check good to, in. Yeah. It's for your own good. Yeah. And it's, it's not like saying that's a, that you have a problem. It's just like, how can you make your life better? Yeah. And I think with you going and saying that, I think it's very good to make sure you like kind of check with your therapist as you're like getting to know them. You know what I mean? Like through your sessions. And if you don't like them, if they're not bringing you like what you need, find somebody else. You're paying them. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like find someone that will actually listen and help you with what is going on with you. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to spend $250 to end up dead, you know, because yeah, exactly. like you couldn't get the help you were looking for. You know what I mean? It just, it still takes initiative and being vigilant about the way who you surround yourself with, even down to your therapists. That's why I, I love mine so much is because she's very much like Robin Williams and Google hunting. Oh yeah. Not like, not the, in the direct same way, but in terms of like, you know, when, when him and Matt Damon really start to click. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Um, that's how we are. Nice. And it's yeah. awesome. I love and, my therapy. I actually just had a session Saturday and like my therapy sessions have really been, they've become like checkup points more so than like, how can we help you this time? Because patch the gap in the dam. The patch yeah. the gap in the dam because <laughs> I do so much work on my own with my mental health and my that's emotional great. health. Yeah, like, and I was telling that with this quarantine thing, like, it's been one of the best things for me because I've been alone so much. I've been able to sit within myself and, like, learn all this crazy cool stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll add that when I went to go pick him up today, he was standing on the rooftop looking over a cape billowing in the breeze. I was. Going, I am darkness. I am, I am darkness. vengeance. <laughs> I am the night. I am Batman. I am Batman. Oh, shit, I haven't done Batman forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, I am Batman. It feels nice. Titties. Do you bleed? You will. 
I just turned to Clint Eastwood when I do it. But oh, and, and well, but to jump back real quick with uh, what's cool is when you see that therapy session. The, I like the fact that they do push in on Ben. Ben is the focus of that. Mm-hmm. I just I'm nitpicking something. Yeah, but no, what my favorite. I think probably my favorite scene is right after that when his ex wife comes in mm-hmm. and he they give each other a hug and they've my, uh, I don't want to spoil this detail but they've yeah, been yeah. through a very rough specific shit, situation yeah, together that shit, they bro. have to be there for each other so yeah. even if they're not together together they need they to have be to there be, yeah. Um, yeah and he just basically makes a confession mm-hmm. like and, and like it, it's it literally is like what you see a confessional scene in like a church in a movie yeah. or something it's like that and just I I had heard about that scene. Apparently Ben actually broke down crying and he had a total breakdown oh, when really? they did that scene. Really? But they just kept rolling. Nice. And the director came up to him afterwards and he's just like, we got to use it. And he's like, use it. Oh, use hell it. yeah. And hell so yeah. it's like, it, like when he really, when he starts to break down crying, when his voice starts cracking, yeah. like he's not acting. No. And that's one of the really cool things is when you have a story that you relate to so much that you get, and I'm speaking from hearing other people's experiences, mm-hmm. like we, from what I hear, you get lost in that role and everything that you do within that character is right because you are that character and that character is no longer a character just a human being is a personality. That's what acting is. That's what acting has become. That's what acting should be for all my actors out there that are listening. Fucking do that. I'm just going to give a special shout out to a very special person who has done this mm. and I've seen it happen. Oh my God. Spencer Mumford Fucking did it Spencer for Mumford. my story. And that boy, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little weepy here maybe for a second, <laughs> but the fact that like I wrote this character, I had an idea what this character was going to be like. You brought Spencer in. Mm-hmm. He's like very sporty. I'm like, I don't know about this. Yeah. And I was like, no. And he bro, knocks just, it out of the fucking like, park. No, I just li- watch the dude. I've seen him in a play. And just like the conversations I've had with him and just like, he's really taught me a lot about being a director. Nice. It's just like really understanding when your actor has really locked into that that role yeah. and that performance and what that character means and what, what you said about they transcend being a character on a page or a character on, on a camera. They are a person. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, I knew going in, I was probably going to like it. And you know, it oh, is, it is pretty formulaic it. to a certain extent, yeah, but to a certain extent. with those kinds of movies, I don't go in there expecting them to reinvent the wheel plot wise. Mm. I want to see some real shit. And from the get go, every single person in that movie yeah. is a real person. Yes, very much like, so. I, like, all the stuff is stuff I've heard in some form or fashion in my mm-hmm. life about some, like, this is going on one person's life mm-hmm. or this person's going through this shit. Like, it was pretty powerful. And one thing, okay, I'm going to spoil something. I know okay. I said I wasn't going I, to. Because I'm going to give something else within this too. What got me was there's a scene now this is the part I did. I was a little fuzzy on, and it's probably because we were talking. Yeah. But um, it sounds like Ben Affleck and his wife, who his who was his wife again? His wife was generous. I believe it's generous. Is generous. Generous says the character in Rogue One. But yes. okay, sorry, I got the wrong name. But yeah, so Ben Affleck's wife is the woman that did the mo capture and plays the character of whoever you are as the main character in Battlefront Two. The, the the female the, empire yeah the empire imperial officer specialist whatever yeah the, which was cool which was really cool to i me. just bought the game went straight to multiplayer <laughs> Fuck i mean shit, yo. i mean I, I played a little bit but still it's just it's I cool because i played hero versus villains and it's like nice. she's one of the ones i hear it's pretty fun but um their son had died of cancer yeah and what i gathered from it was though there's the scene i talked about a moment ago they go to their son's friend's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And at first it was kind of, I think it's just because I glazed over a detail or something, but 
we have I think pretty much discerned that they the kids were they both had cancer the kid yeah. the one kid is still fighting it mm-hmm. and they're they were they became buddies at the hospital yeah and their parents of course got close because they're going through this crazy journey that is yeah. cancer together yeah and then when shit happens later on then, it kicks me in the fucking chest because yeah. I'm like you're telling me that their kids like just, ugh, just yeah because that's some shit I've heard about before yeah it's wild it's uh, I actually growing up I had a friend whose mom had cancer because my mom had cancer my dad had cancer and then like a couple years later everybody everybody get cancer <laughs> oh shit you get cancer you get cancer um, we have to joke about it. yeah no I mean like, I feel I, like I feel like that's kind of like especially at a younger age I feel like the the younger you are you deal with traumatic shit. You just learn how to, like, laugh at it. And it's super fucked up. Like, it's stupid. But that's how we function as human beings. And we learn how to be better people. Yeah. Um, but I had a kid who, uh, his mom, he's one of my friends. His mom had cancer, too. And when we moved up, whenever we moved up to Brunswick, uh, his mom passed away. Oh, so, shit. like, that shit hit. Because I was like, I know that dude. And, like, I, I could be that dude. You know what I mean? And, it, God willing, it didn't happen for years. But, like, I still ended up being that kid as a younger adult having to deal with that whole loss in a different way. But, like, even looking back on it now, I was like, who the hell was there for that kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I had a good, decent support group of people. Um, but, like, you know, we were all, like, young 20s trying to figure this shit out. It's like, wow, man, that's crazy. And I'm like, I don't know. She's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of like... and. This has probably gotten way darker than yeah. the viewers planned on, but this is the apocalypse, so hey, fuck it. Yeah, this um, is day 14, I think, for me, or 13 of quarantine. It's It's been day... <laughs> I've lost count, but the sun comes up, and then it goes down, and rinse and repeat. <laughs> rinse and uh, repeat. Nice gold bloom right there. Thank you. But uh, no, no, I, I, I'm the same way. It's kind of like, you know, it. the first time that it... the f- First time in years that my dad's death really impacted me was this past July. Because really? that was the 19th anniversary. We're coming up on 20. Yeah. That freaks Holy me shit. the fuck out. Yeah. And if you need me when you. I'm going to call you that yeah, day. Cause please I'm gonna, do. I am going my to. My mom passed away the 28th, 27th of this month. So. I didn't know it was in uh, March, April. April, yeah. I'll go through the whole thing well, after gonna this. Get, yeah. yeah, we're going to go through the whole thing after this. But um, I'm excited. But yeah, to kind of tie it back to what we were talking about, it's just like, you know, we find our ways to cope with them. It's just like, you know, when you see your dad in a coffin, you know, shit gets real. Shit gets real, real. <laughs> you know? When you see your mother laying there, like, not even in the coffin yet, it's just like, damn. Oh, no. Yeah. It's weird, bro. It's weird. Was she, was she at your house or at the hospital? No, so I so I actually got to see the body right after she passed. She was a hospice, and then I also saw the body once at again the at the viewing. But it was like before the viewing. I don't know how I saw it. It was like before they even put like makeup and stuff. So that was cool. Oh, really? And she never wore makeup, so I'm really upset at myself that I went to go see the body in the casket because they had like put makeup and shit. And I was like, that ain't my mama, nigga. <laughs> so, so it was like what the hell uh, I kind of regret doing that but me and my siblings because my siblings they didn't even want to go they are like yeah don't do that and I totally forgot about that aspect but I was like I'm going to respect it and I was like they didn't respect me um, 
But no, even down, I would have gone if we were close. At yeah, that point, no, absolutely. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. Um, I didn't well, go I, not good, but I appreciate you didn't. I didn't go. You did say you have said that. Yeah, I, I it, Well, I mean, I was seven. Yeah, I, I spoke. <laughs> I spoke at my mom's, and there's video of it somewhere. It's on my old cell phone that got crashed. crashed. I spoke at my. I spoke at my grandpa's. Nice. It, nice. it was. It was nice because I, I wrote like a little bit, and I asked if I could make a speech because it was just like you know, he and my uncle really, you know picked up the torch yeah uh after my dad passed and that's you know again being here yeah it's really incredible because like i kind of had two dads you know that nice. you know two surrogates dads that took care of me and then yeah. of course mike came into the mix yeah but it was just shit no. <laughs> but yeah it, it's 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 nice because something i've learned in recent years is it's like instead of trying to look for a surrogate father figure in people just realize what's there yeah you know you know when i realized that when did you realize that sir? Guardians of the galaxy 2 oh mother god jeez <laughs> dude i'm that don't I even did. touch that don't talk to me about that because that shit like automatically is just like fuck who's my yacht, i dude? did um i did uh i did a time-lapse drawing of me uh, oh me and my dad my dad's holding me when i was a baby i did that to for father's day of yeah. that year and i said uh, father and son by cat stevens nice and i've written I want a Spanish cover of Father and Son in my movie. Yes. I remember you talking about that. And it's... I will say, like, going, jumping back to the way back, even, like, with his alcoholism, I kind of saw some of myself when I was a little bit younger. By, like, I mean, like, two years ago. <laughs> like, uh, it was intense, dude. Like, uh, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was drinking heavily. So, like, even some of those moments in the movie really, like, sat with me. Um, and I don't drink often anymore, but sometimes I'll still get in, like we talked about, like I, I will get into that, like it's Wrong. a Saturday, ain't nobody do nothing. I'll just fucking nine 30 on a Saturday morning. I'm going to crack open a beer and have a few the rest of the day. Like it's, that's a real thing. And it's I'm like, I'm going to sit here, start day drinking and watch and, the fucking Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it didn't go socks. It didn't make me feel bad, but it was just like, damn man, like don't, you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Because there's like... Well, you see how destructive it how is destructive when you're kind becomes. of in an outside perspective instead of kind yeah. of being in this like, you know... I the, I've told you about this the one time I kind of shower drank. <laughs> um, I just... I took a beer into the shower and I had a bunch of fucking depressing ass music playing. I remember the moment I cracked on the beer or yeah. cracked open the beer, Hurt by Johnny Cash came on. Oh, like, damn. This is really dark, I but I'm going to sit with this because this is all... Today... <laughs> Oh, I still damn. Um, there's that's why I love Logan. So yes, yeah, dude, this trailer's amazing. Um, two nerds sitting at a table about to cry like a bitch, but I'm okay with that because that's life. We talk about all the things, motherfucker. Well, did, were you about to bring? Something? I don't know what I was gonna bring back. Well, I don't worry about me. I'm not alcoholic. Go. <laughs> go ahead. So, where are you grateful for, Jeremiah? Yes. What am I grateful for? I am grateful for, I feel like I said this last week, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again with the time that I have had alone because I've really seen like who I am as a person and who I've grown to be. And I've been able to see like all the past shit that I've been through. And like, even with this coronavirus thing that's going on, I'm sorry, even with this COVID-19 virus that's going on, I, this is just the next thing for me to overcome um, because there were some cuts and like, work-wise is kind of fluctuating it, it did i got hit um i'm blessed to be able to still have an income but I, I got hit and so like i'm not worried about it because i know like well dang if i've been able to go through all this i can totally like this ain't shit compared to that so like it's just like living through it that's the biggest thing that's something i kind of adopted right as i 
I think it was right after my mom passed. Just in life in general, it's just like living through the hard shit. And so I'm grateful to be able to see all the shit that I have lived through. And that just gives me more strength to show like, oh, then you can conquer this next thing or this next thing or like whatever else comes on. It's very kind of like Conan the Barbarian and that aspect of like what doesn't kill you makes you makes stronger. Makes you stronger, yeah. Um, Absolutely. What yeah. about you? What are you grateful for? I'm grateful that the stars aligned and that we were able to move. I know that's like a first world thing, but it's like I'm really glad we were able to because now I've kind of just got this whole, okay, here we are. I've got like, I've got my footing. Yeah. And then I'm just grateful for the fact that we're sitting here doing this right now mm-hmm. and talking about some pretty heavy shit, watching a movie that covers uh, some pretty heavy shit. Yeah. And we're in the place where I, you know, out the only other place I think I can feel this vulnerable and this safe mm-hmm. in was my house up in coming Georgia. Yeah. But you know, this, that hasn't been my house for nearly 15 years. Yeah. That's fine. I still drive by it when I go, visit coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the fact that we're sitting here in my sanctum sanctorum Hell per yeah. se, having the, this experience sitting at this table. It's like, there's this, um, there's this presence here for mm-hmm. me that's just like, I like I you know you see in movies all the time people will like look around an empty room and then they'll see like the memory of like their kid yeah, running absolutely. around or some shit. I did that. Last I feel time that here. I went. I did that last time. Home. Really? Yeah. I stood out in front of my house for like three hours. I was on the phone with somebody, but like as I was on the phone with them, I was just telling them like all the life stuff that I had done, just looking at the house, and I was just like, it's crazy being an adult looking into the house because it's like when I was a kid, I used to look out of the house to see mm-hmm. what was outside in the world. And now that I'm older, I'm looking back in to see who I was as a person. That's yeah. shit. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I see it as is that, um, right here, you know, I look to the living room over here and I see where my true love of sim- cinema was born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have pictures of me standing out in that backyard area with my Indiana Jones hat. Nice. And a little wooden, like one of those like little wooden snake things. You yeah. know, they kind of move. They're like, they, they're stuck in the middle. There's like a rope in the middle. Yeah. That was my whip or like a belt or something, you know, it was just like my creativity really blossomed here. And there's just a lot of warmth. And like, even though I will admit I had to sleep here once by myself, it was a little eerie. Just <laughs> I, I don't think it was eerie because it's like, Ooh, the ghost is going to come yeah. and get your butthole. But You're like, out in the middle of the woods. Like. Well, it's like not even just that, but it's like, there was nobody else here and yeah. I'm so used to there just being people here. So when gotcha. it's just empty by itself, I'm like, dude, I sense a disturbance in the forest. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the fall. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just very grateful that this, the stars align and we could make this happen. And we, we can be sitting here having this really deep, heady conversation. Yeah in the place I feel totally safe in. Nice. I mean, fuck, this is where my family in Brunswick evacuates to when the hurricanes nice. come, you know? Yeah, so this, this is literally a safe place. This is my Helm's Deep. I know yeah. you're not a Lord of the Rings guy, but this is my Helm's Deep. Nice. This Hell is, yeah. This is where I come when I need to and what will hold together. Even if it doesn't hold together, it will hold together as true as it needs to. Yeah, there you so. go. I love that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, all, all the Lord of the Rings fans in the audience are crying right now. Like, I oh hope. my god, it's so beautiful. <laughs> look to my coming. I know the first light a... on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. <laughs> nice.
I'll, I'll, I'll improve my Ian McKellen and I'll bring it out. I brought out one point when I was working at Binders. Yeah. And I had a couple people really laughing their asses really? off. Really? Like, oh, like, yeah, oh, no, <laughs> nice. What I need to do is learn some of his fucking like Magneto dialogue. Oh my God, that'd be beautiful. Or what I really I, I'm going to watch Dark Phoenix soon. I, I heard I it was actually it pretty good up until the third quarter of it. Let's watch it together because yeah. I, I, I want to see it, but I'm, I'm not paying for that shit. Yeah, I watched a YouTube video <laughs> recently. Yeah, don't pay for that shit. Uh, I watched a YouTube, uh, YouTube video earlier today that was kind of like breaking it down because they're like, it's almost, it is the Civil War of the Mar- of the X-Men movies. Um, and it's, it's really good. Yeah, he was like, it's really good for the last one up until like the, la- the third act because apparently the third act just like cuts down everything it built the first two acts. And he was like, there uh, may be even some really good emotional stuff that may be a little bit better than Civil War. And I was like... Nigga, you about to be trashing on some shit that I call sacred. Civil War is like God tier for me. Like, oh my God. Well, speaking of Civil War, I, I want to share two things that happened this week. Yeah. Um, uh, the t- I guess I have to tie the conflicts together first. Um, I participate in two streaming party, like live oh, yeah. viewings of, of superhero movies. Uh, the first one was Doctor Strange with uh, Scott Derrickson live tweeting the entire time. Like we all started watching at nine o'clock. I think it was on Friday night. Nice. And I watched the whole thing, and it was awesome. And uh, he was live tweeting the whole time. A lot of cool insights. A lot of cool directing, like knowledge and stuff. He just, it just made me enjoy that movie even more. And that's my favorite like origin movie since like the first Captain America. Yeah. But um. In tying with the conflict stuff with Civil War is I watched Batman v Superman with Zack Snyder. Oh, snap, son. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And what was cool was, because uh, Scott Derrickson live tweeted, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And, he, and I said thank you at the end, and he liked it. Nice, but, hell um, yeah. But uh, what was cool with Zack Snyder was he did it on Vero, and he had essentially i think just a webcam point at him reacting he's in a screening room i'm assuming it's his screening room and i fucking want that shit because it looks like a private movie theater nice and uh you can see the movie coming through the the projector or whatever Mm. and um, i was admittedly i only caught the last like 30 minutes of that just because i woke up late and he did earlier in the morning yeah but uh, on sunday actually but um it was cool because i watched all the way from when bruce is in the ruins of Wayne Manor. Okay. And Alfred, and it's basically him and Alfred having the conversation before he's like, I have to go fucking do this. I have to kill the Kryptonian. Yeah. But uh, from that all the way to the end, and like what was cool is Snyder had all these, he had all of his like notebooks from the movie. Oh, wow. And like he had these big sketchbooks, these big like hardbound sketchbooks that had the storyboards in That's it. That's wild. And he was showing them, and he's like, oh, we, we storyboard this. We should, like he, like, you know, people criticize him for his story stuff and, you know, what have you, go be as you will with that. But the visual eye that guy has. Oh, like, it's beautiful. All his storyboards are so damn close really? to the movie. It's nice. insane. Like, even, like, at the end when they're doing Superman's funeral, like, the military funeral versus the small funeral. Yeah. Um, he storyboarded, like, the big howitzer shooting. Oh, wow. For the tributes. Yeah. However. He storyboarded it to the T, and then they shot an IMAX, and he's like, fuck it, let's go slow motion. I'm like, fuck nice. it, hey, you go slow motion. Hell yeah. He seems like someone I would just have a ball, like, Hell being on yeah. set with. Yeah. But uh, he, a couple fun details he pointed out. Um, he mentioned that when Superman kills Doomsday, but in you know doing so, he has to like pull himself right in to do him. it. Mm. Um, when there's that big shock wave, and they both scream at the same time before like Doomsday dies, and then he dies. Mm. That's what woke up the mother boxes. 
Ah. And I'm sure with his cut, that's more, pre- uh, more uh, prevalent. More prevalent. Ooh, damn. That's good. Oh, it gets better. Oh. So Harry Lennox, the uh, he's the Air Force colonel who yeah. is from the first movie, the second movie, not so much, but he's in the second movie. Okay. He's the one that Lois Lane goes to with the, all the yeah. okay. conspiracy stuff. That's Martian Manhunter. Oh, shit. Bam. Damn. Where's my Justice League Unlimited movie? Shit, like we have. Sounds like we right had now. it, but then yeah, fucking, fucking WB. we got the Joss cut, you Jesus know, Christ. the Justice League. <laughs> the Justice League, that's funny. <laughs> but that's not my original. Yeah, thing, I didn't but think yeah. so, but that's it, funny. It was just really cool because he talked about like all these different things and like he talks about like he talked about paintings he likes. He's, he's talked about like books on philosophy he's right. The motherfucker oh, wow. is smart. Oh, shit. And so damn. it's just like, you know, you know, what to each their own with your taste with him, but it's just like it just made me love him even more because nice. I'm just like, you put so much thought into this shit and it just. You know, I understand, okay, maybe we could polish the script in a few places oh, yeah. and certain but, things, but that happens with everything. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was just that was just such a treat. And him uh, him talking about, like, when Wonder Woman came in, he's just like, I want her to be the one that had fun during the fight. Yeah, because, like, ah. her freaking theme is the dopest. Like, good Lord, it is some of my favorite shit. That is some of the best shit the that has come out. The entrance <laughs> It's just like the wow. Valkyrie has landed. Like, dude, it's so great. Like, that is some of my favorite shit from the DCEU. But, uh... Yeah. I uh, recently watched the last four episodes of Primal. Um, As in, like, Gendy Tartakovsky's Gendy, Primal? That's, I was literally just Googling to find out what his name was. Yes. I cannot say Sam- it. Famous for Samurai Jack. Famous for Samurai Jack. Jack. Uh, Dexter's Lab. Oh, I didn't realize he did Dexter's? Oh, yeah. What the... Oh yeah, man. No, He's Primal Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the original, the original series. Okay, I remember he did. I heard he did that, and I was like, "Have that, you seen it?" I have. I watched it as a kid. I've got like, both of them. Dope. Do you really? Nice. Like because they did two parts. Shit. They did like the one that was closer to Attack of the Clones, and then they did the one that's closer to Revenge of the Sith. Okay, it literally leads into the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Hell yeah. So good. Um, but no, finished watching Primal, and that was like some really good shit. Um, I remember the first episode was just. 30 or 21 minutes of just like intensity and like watching these two characters having to grow a relationship. No dialogue. There's literally no dialogue. The hour and a half, this entire series runs. It's just primal emotion and it connects to those primal feelings of, uh, family of, of home, of, of, friendship of like all it, it hits loneliness, those companionship. loneliness companionship like it hits all those primal who we are as a human being like it hits all those moments and then it ends with this just like i'm not gonna spoil it but this is me i guess going on record like the emotion that i had when the season ends is just like Fury and rage and sadness, just this anger because of all this shit that the characters have to go through. And then for it to end the way it does, it's just like, fuck, dude, catch a freaking break. And it's 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 really good at doing that. But it also shows, for me, I took away like just those moments, man, those day-to-day moments, those like even with people you don't get along with, like there's still those moments where it's like, Hey, I see you moments of humanity, moments of humanity. Yeah. And even within a creature, you know what I mean? Like having those, that companionship and that humanity, even within that relationship, it's, it's a really good show. And I don't, I feel like I'm not talking about it 
in the best way, but that's like the only way I can verbalize it right now. I definitely gonna watch it again. But like, damn man, like Primal's pretty freaking dope. The, it's really good. The first episode, because I heard about it, but I I did, I wasn't aware that it had already started airing, and yeah. I caught it one night on Adult Swim. Like, oh my god, I didn't miss this. I it was uh it was the episode with the mammoths. I think that's first or second. I think it's like the no, second it's third. Or third. It's third. Yeah. I think. I think it's third. I think it's third episode. But yeah, they're, they're oh like shit, the that one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, How great is that one? That one, just like him looking into the mammoth's eyes and then the, the mammoth's... The understanding. The understanding, yeah. Like, just being able to reach that primal level of like, oh, you've seen some shit. And like, you are prepared to do shit. We don't need to mess with you. It, yeah, and it's like, this isn't personal. Yeah, it's literally just surviving. It's yeah. literally just surviving. And ah, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Primal's great. Um, I, I love Fang, the the T Rex. Yeah, the T Rex is amazing. Like, well, what what's sold the, me? What's the dude's name? I th- Spear. Spear. I think it's Spear. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I just it's I like that was like okay, JJ Abrams Star Trek. Yes. The I first ten minutes of that first one rips your heart oh, out yeah, and hands so it to beautiful. you. Oh yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Primal does the same thing. Yeah. Multiple times. Oh, throughout the every episode, like it does that in so many different ways. It's, it's so and in different aspects of the human character. And that's what's great about it. It's not just, oh, we're getting this like disheartening thing in the same way. It's like, no, this is disheartening in a completely different way. I love how violent it is. Dude, and I love how dude last so episode dude, last it. episode when like Spear just goes to wreck shit, he goes to wreck shit. I looked over to my friend Joseph and I was like, he just fucking killed everybody. Like what? Like what? Dude, that shit was wild. I love that he looks like Conan. Too. Yeah, I know too. I was like, <laughs> we've, me and Matt have been playing the shit out of Conan. That's one of the things we talk about. We've been playing Conan the Barbarian on PS4. Uh, it's been fun because we've been playing that shit on demigod mode. Because fuck that game. It's it's. But it's so much fun. We've put so much time into doing all the grinding, all that bullshit. We just wanted to explore. Yeah. And be able to just do shit without having the restrictions of like, oh no, you're not at this level. Oh no, you can't do that. And yeah, okay, maybe we broke the game, but fuck you, the game is yeah. broke. Yeah, like, yeah, like the game was broken already. And if you get mad at us for not wanting to put a hundred. 20 hours into this bullshit. I already did on I mean, my computer. I'm very sure I did last summer whenever we were playing with like the other guys. But yeah, I just want to play a game now. I'm, I'm, I've become a casual gamer. Like I know mm. gaming news and shit, but when it comes to playing games, I'm a casual gamer and I do not apologize for that. I don't buy many games anymore. I just, I say that and I've got a number recently because you know, we're just sitting here because of the yeah. fucking quarantine. But, but, um, yeah, I'm not someone who is greatly anticipating like every every year. Like, I'm not upset that E3 got canceled. I'm I don't not. give a. Fuck. I don't think many people gave a fuck because E3 has been going down the shitter for apparently the last couple, several months. Like, and, everyone's been jumping off board. And see, and another thing for me is just like I'm not even aware of that, and I don't. Oh, care. really? No, dude. Like, I don't care. They don't were probably going to cancel it before the coronavirus. Really? There, are people were just dropping left and right. So for this to happen, I think it kind of saved it a little bit so that it didn't get super. So I mean, can die a death later on. Yeah, like I think a lot of gamers and like gaming companies, mm-hmm. like the gaming companies, didn't give a shit about them. They're just like, we're just gonna well, use they're all you. doing their own fucking cons, right? Now. And so now E three, I don't know what they're doing. I've just seen a few little articles and some YouTube videos, but I do. We need to like let's actually do that next episode. I will come in with like a bunch of information on it because I want to sure. get better at like bringing some sort of news to it and like actually doing the research so we can tell people. Because I've been slightly aware of it, but I don't know how many people actually know about like the whole E3 thing. 
Um, is San wild. Diego Comic Con canceled? Uh, probably. I don't know. I was Let's curious. Let's look it up because I have the cell phone. Because, um, yeah, I mean, everything's getting canceled at this point. It's not really a surprise, but, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's like, actually, this is a perfect segue to, it's not so much our call-in question. We don't have one this week, but I was given a question by a friend that he suggested to ask for this episode, so... Uh, for Cliff Jackson, or actually, I'll wait till you. Okay, uh, no, I'm just um. The convention is supposed to get underway on July 23rd. They haven't stopped well, it yet. It, it it's gonna happen this month. Like they're they'll gonna probably, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, they'll have to figure it out this month. But our question that uh my friend Cliff Jackson has suggested for us, because he said this is a question he asked himself, is. When this all this shit first started with all the corona bullshit, what were you worried about two weeks ago versus what are you worried about now? For me, I was worried about having to sit in my fucking house alone and deal with myself. What am I worried about now? Not really anything. Like, which is like, I I, I apologize because I feel like that would have been a great question for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I wasn't really worried about anything. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't monetary. It wasn't like, I need to go home and see my family. It was just like, fuck man, I really have to sit in here by myself and like sit within who I am as a person. And as much as I didn't want to do that, um, yeah. cause I've been putting that on, I've been putting that off for a while now. Um, it actually has been, it's given me a lot more freedom in who I am as a person. So I think, I don't know really what I'm worried about now is like finding those extra sources of income. I'm not worried about it. Like I know I'm going to be okay. And like figuring out what it is, but I think I definitely think this whole quarantine time has definitely shown me. I guess one of the things it's definitely shown me is like how much discipline I have in terms yeah. of like food and like eating and shit. Because it's like when my roommate was there, I would eat when he ate, but now that he's gone, I don't eat until like four p.m. in the afternoon, <laughs> and then I'll probably eat again at like nine or twelve because I stay up until like three sometimes. Yeah, same. So it's like oh, like. I don't have to. Eat. I probably should. Y'all are probably like that boy's malnourishing himself. I probably am. Yeah, I look a, like it. I'm gonna walk out <laughs> of it looking like freaking uh, Idris Elba, like I said on Black Superman. Another, yeah, Black Superman. That shit. Hell yeah. Well, Black Superman has it. Oh, he has what? He has coronavirus. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying on the other podcast I was doing. I was like, I'm gonna come out here looking like Idris Elba because well, God knows if we'll still have him after this. I hope so. Like, I feel like he'll be okay. I he'll hope be so. Fine. But like, damn, Tom son. Hanks is back in America. Is he? Is he okay? Henry now? Wilson. Yeah, I don't know if they're okay, but they're they're self quarantining at their house. Okay. Um, I think they're still undergoing treatment and shit. But yeah. it sounds like, I mean, clearly they were able to get they back get over back here over with here. it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there was a private jet Hopefully. involved. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but what were the things that you were worried about uh, two weeks ago uh, compared to now? I couldn't name them specifically, but it was all petty bullshit. Really? Like it was just like I think I was worried about like. The move and all the stuff, which I think is a genuine concern. Yeah. First world problem, but still a problem nonetheless. Mm. And um, I'll admit it. I was I was worried about the con I was supposed to go to in April getting canceled. Or mm. no, it was May uh, getting canceled. And there was another small toy convention I was hoping to go to. I, I went to last year after we recorded that first day. Nice. And... Um, yeah, that that got canceled. I was wor- I was on edge worrying about that. Where now I'm just like, everything's canceled. So yeah. I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm what I'm worried about now is 
I'm very careful about when I go out in public and how, mm-hmm. because as you know, my significant other is a optometrist. Mm-hmm. She's also been hit by this whole thing, but you know, I'm concerned with, I'm not concerned about getting it and it killing me or something. I'm, and I'm not saying that from like, I'm young and invincible. I'm just yeah. like, it's just one of those things where even though I probably don't take the best care of myself, I take care of myself. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if anybody's going to be able to handle this stuff, it's going to be us because of our younger immune systems and shit. Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned about is getting it, mm-hmm. giving it to her and, and neither of us knowing. And then yeah. she take that shit to work. Yeah. And cause that could be very serious very quickly. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, the, I'm, but I guess what, what, and this is the point of what Cliff and I were talking about the other day when he posed the question was, you know, you, you really get a clear perspective of what's really important and what really yeah. matters and what's actually a problem versus what's this shit that we've got in a windowsill to yeah. look important. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like what, what, what window dressing, that was the word I was thinking. Yeah. But you know, I don't give a fuck about the cons. Fuck them. Yeah. You know, there's nothing at the con that I can't just do for my fucking home anyway. Mm. And it's something where this is way more important. I want her to have a job and have, you know, the livelihood and like, not have to worry about that shit. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. just be able to come home to our house and our dog and our backyard and just be able to chill the fuck chill out. Chill the fuck out. I am excited for when this is over because I feel like we'll all be able to take a deep breath. We will have a lot of mourning because we've, we've been losing a lot of people. Yeah, um, the, the death toll. The death I think toll. in the U.S. Is it the U.S. The US or the is total? right now, I think. Well, is not is the death toll, like, I think all around the world is 200,000, or is that America? Actually, that might be America. I think that's America. I don't think. I think it's Fuck. a little more than I that. mean, I'm going to be a monster for a moment and just say, that's the population of a small town. We will continue. But at the same time, that's that's 200,000 people yeah. who have... or that, That's 200 people who or 200,000 people whose families have been forever altered because of this fucking yeah. shit. I mean, fucking people have died from it. Like yeah. famous people and shit. I mean, not that there are sub subspecies or a different species. 7,500 right, 7,502 cases. Of, In the US? This is that that's worldwide. 1,600 or 1,065,000. Wow, 165,607 have recovered. There's been 37,815 deaths at this moment, 1036 of March 30th. All this because some motherfucker wanted to eat a bat. Oh, he wanted to fuck it. I thought it was, I heard yeah, it he was eating. He, he definitely ate the bat. I just, I'm stealing, I stole that from Joe Rogan, I, but it's I like, been, like all this because like some motherfucker wanted, wanted to eat a bat. bat. No, yeah. I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for, You've eaten bat? I was like, I've never had bat. I was like, they ain't got, they ain't that good. I, I can't tell you, but I can. Oh, I thought you said I can tell you. I was like, no. when the fuck did you <laughs> did cause you this? this shit? Jeremiah, are you patient zero? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ellie over here. <laughs> but, uh, so I, well, do you want to jump to 1917? Yeah, let's jump to 1917. Well, we sang it at the beginning, so I figured we should finally get to it. Yes. Is, the masterpiece that is 1917. 19 motherfucking 17. Now that from the first trailer got me. Yeah. Because it was just the teaser where it's just like, yeah, a couple shots. And then it's just the numbers coming up that, the screen. My favorite shot of the trailer was the numbers with the screen. Or like you can see the shot of him running down the battlefield and shit's blowing Which up. Which is my favorite shot in the entire it movie. It is such a wonderful shot. But just the way they put that in the trailer was beautiful. 1917 for me was 
the Fury that I didn't know I needed. Like Fury was great, and I love Fury. I swear by that movie. It's very good. I it's rewatched it recently. Wonderful. The performances are great. John Barenthal, Shia LaBeouf, LeBa, LeBou, LeBe. Uh, <laughs> I, I think of Jeff. Bridges. I think of Jeff Bridges and True Grit because uh, that that's that's Matt Damon's character's name. Is oh really? But he says LeBeef. LeBeef, nice. I think that's fucking that's great. hilarious. Um and fucking Brad Pitt and and Logan Lerman too. Logan Lerman's cool. Fuck him. Actually, not. Nah, <laughs> I just didn't like his other movies. I actually liked him in Fury. I didn't respect him as a person or an actor until Fury. He, he really like. <laughs> he really. Did. I really connected with him. Yeah, a lot. and so like for me, 1917 was the less intense version of Fury. The less fighter. The less, less fighter flight. Less fighter flight. But yeah, it's like they're both very intense movies, and they both they hold their drama very well. They hold their uh, the war drama also because like you have the drama between the characters, but also the war drama is also it's it's its own thing. Um, and I walked out of Fury wanting to kill people just <laughs> to make sure that I was safe because I didn't know if you were going to turn felt, on me. You felt fearful I, for your life. Yeah, I was like shaking, yeah. nigga. I was like shaking. That was wild. <laughs> but walking out in 1917, I was able to get that. I think it was at the end. Whenever you have your main guy sitting there up against the tree, I think that allowed that like last breath. Like he did his mission. He's been through this shit. It's over. It's over. But with the way that Fury ended, I think that may be what it was. The way Fury ended is the motherfuckers under a tank. Like uh, fuckers I, I, dead. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but after I watched, it, I tweeted David Ayer. Yeah. Because uh, I love that last shot. It's my favorite shot in the movie where it's panning up from the tank. Yeah. And you see the tank. It's like stuck in the middle of the road, and there's just piles of ger- dead Germans dead German all people. around. Yeah. And it looks like a fucking Renaissance painting. Mm-hmm. And I asked him how much of that was, or was that practical, or was that full CG? He said it was practical with CG enhancements. I'm like, nice. they, all, what they did was they shot a large portion of it, and then they just kept, basically the camera just kept going, and they just added shit around them. Like, nice. Oh, that's so nice. Hell yeah. But um, I actually have a very... My analogy for... 1917 is 1917 is the last of us of war movies okay it's got everything that you would expect from a war movie mm-hmm. but it does also have those very quiet intimate personal moments yes. like like one of my favorite moments in the last of us is when it's towards the end of the game when joel and ellie um when joel and ellie see the giraffes Okay. The, yeah, like yeah. they're in the building and the, like she sees something runs off and he's just worried, you know, Joel's running after her being dad. Yeah. And they come to this clearing and it, it's kind of uh, hearkening to Jurassic Park with the Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like you see the giraffe there and it's just this one beautiful, pure, peaceful moment in this otherwise hellscape. Yeah. And 1917 is a number of those. Like my the one that sticks out immediately to me is when... Uh, they see the the trees blossoming. Yeah, I was actually that's the one I was thinking of. The trees blossoming. It's just this like, nice, pure, little, peaceful bit of like life goes on mm-hmm. amidst all the cr- and chaos. I love how they even bring that back wherever it's peaceful again. But then you introduce the death with the bodies in the water mm-hmm. and like like I don't just the that was very unsettling. Unsettling when they were like bloated and shit. Yeah, dude, I hate bloated dead people in movies. Um, but I do very much, I don't even know. I need to watch it again so I can give a better take. I don't, I, I think one of the things from doing this podcast, and I really thank you for getting me to this point is like, I need to start writing down this stuff so I can come and cause I feel like half-assing it sometimes when I'm like, I'm just going based on memory, but like I can only, 
shared the emotions from what I felt watching those movies because that's very much how I am as a person. I'm a very mm-hmm. emotional person, um, as much as sometimes people think I'm devoid. Uh, you contain it a lot better. Yeah. Um, but I want to be able to... It's hard to put it into words because there's so much like a two and a half hour long movie, right? Or is it three hours? I think it's just two hours. It's two hours. I think it's right at the two hours. Right. Mark. Oh, sweet. Um, Here, I'll, I'll look yeah, it up you can look it up because we have Google, um, and we we can use our phones and because we, we don't phones. have to worry about yeah, bullshit. We're both hooked up with our laptops. I just walking out of that movie and seeing all of these elements, not even on a technical aspect. Like the technical aspect is just phenomenal, but. It's all in one shot. It's all in one shot. Like, it's beautiful. It takes what Birdman did, and uh, it's like, let's do this shit in a war movie. See, I've never seen Birdman. I hear it's, it's good. really good. It's good, but they do the whole thing. It's like, it's, it, all of it takes place in, like, a New York theater, yeah. and it's like the whole one shot thing. With, yeah. But it's cool, and I'm glad that they did that, and they showed that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But 1917's like, okay, let's do it with some fucking chest hair. Yeah. You know? And, like, the whole, the preparation for that entire film, because I think you watched it, too, where it took him three months to, what were they playing out the scene where he's um the lights the where they'd use the flares to light everything up they prepped that for three months before they actually were on location and then when they're on location they had already like made models of how all the light flares are going to shoot up and like how they're going to do that so that they could follow the kid and shoot everything so he was practicing for three months while they were prepping for three months like just the technical achievement and the Niggas was doing their job. Like, that's like, I, I, I well, and they had a story to tell. It's yeah, not just spectacle. It wasn't for spectacle. spectacle spe- that's also true. Yeah, it was not spectacle for spectacle. It was very much, this is a very real thing and a very real moment. Like, let's, let's pull you out of Call of Duty and put yeah. you into a young man's life on the battlefield. And I really appreciated that. Okay, uh, it was two hours. Um, okay. I, I, I mentioned it before, but one thing I want us to watch at some point, especially having seen 1917 yeah. for you now, is, um, they shall not grow old. It's Peter Jackson's World War One documentary. Ah. It's all archived. Oh, I do need They've to watch that. It. It's I do need amazing. to watch that. I do need it's, to watch it's that. It's like an hour and a half. Nice. I also but need to watch Hacksaw Ridge. We do I need to watch I'll Hacksaw watch Ridge. That. It's so good. It's one of my favorite. I don't know. I, I hear it's like super intense. So I don't know if it, I'll be able to like. It's intense. It's. I think if you could handle 1917, you'll be fine. Is it? If it's no, if it's no worse than Fury, then I'm good. No, yeah, I won't say no, worse. I won't say worse, it, but you it, know what I mean. In terms of like the brutality, mm. it's it's fury. Okay. It's, I, I mean I can do that. Maybe a hair more than fury, but just in different ways. Okay, gotcha. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um it, although at the time I saw it, I was like, this is the most violent movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It it still is, then, but there's a and then story. Primal came out. I'm just <laughs> so fucking violent. I love oh, it. Oh god, but, it's so great. Um I need that last episode in every episode of the next season. <laughs> yeah. I that's how I am with Mandalorian as well. Nice. Uh which I'm so glad that they were able to shoot before all this bullshit. Oh, they finalized, they finished everything, they finished it, shooting everything. They, they wrapped before all the stuff started Holy getting shit, shut down. Awesome. Which, <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, but well going back to the Last of Us comparison is you know, those beautiful vignettes, you know, there's the bit with the, the French woman and mm-hmm. then, uh, the end. And then of course what our title sequence essentially was just now yeah, the singing, just like he comes out from this crazy bit of chaos and there's just this moment of purity before these fucking guys are going to charge. Mm-hmm. And there's just this one lone singer just singing this sad hymn of like, we're we're all going to meet our maker today. Yeah, and that's some fucking deep shit. Yeah, and what gets me is 
you know, he just, he gets to the spoilers. He does get to the, the Colonel played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Hell yeah. Um, but he gets there, but like the first wave is already charging. Yeah. All of those guys died. Yeah. All of them. And you see that even in the trailer, you see that shot where they're charging the fucking no man's land, the field and everything. That first platoon is gone. Mm -hmm. Especially considering like spoilers again, he called out or he calls off the attack. Yeah. An entire battalion of people. Like that is why I could never be in any sort of commanding position in any sort of military thing. Cause it's like, it's one thing where it's like, okay, well this scene's going to get cut, but it's a fucking movie. Thousands of guys just, just fucking died. died. Yeah. yeah, that's like that. That's something 1917 has done for me. That a lot of war movies, it, it, or I guess it's a maturity thing on my part, but it mm. didn't really settle in until then. Like the last time I think was probably Saving Private Ryan, where mm-hmm. it really clicked for me. Yeah, it was just like the scale of like, you know, it. This isn't a video game. All those guys died. Dead. Yeah, horribly. Yeah, and look, and, and there's a line Cumberbatch's character says. um, later on he's just like because he's being a dick about it he really is understandably though because in in the line of dialogue kind of supports this he's just like you know tomorrow they'll tell me to charge and then they'll tell me like uh they'll tell me to call it off he's Mm -hmm. like it never stops Mm -hmm. and and what kind of kicked me in the chest about is all this the journey that this guy goes through through the entire movie to get these orders to him really didn't amount to anything yeah you know it shows the significance of that's the most immersive war movie i've ever seen yeah because it's it does kind of do the video game thing where you're right there with them the whole yeah. time and i i loved it i appreciated yeah. that i really did but it's also one of those things where you also see how mundane everything is mm-hmm. and just how like at the end of the day well it's really one of the things that's so crazy, crazy is you have like that was just like homeland for where were they at germans uh, I think they were in France. France, yeah. yeah. It's the homeland for the French, but like it's a homeland, and like people lived there. People lived there, like especially when you get into the town that's burning down, you meet the lady and the baby, and like that city was not always like that. Yeah, like it was really pretty, like maybe two days ago, and now it's just like hell. It's rubble. I and mean, it, look at like going back to Fury when they yeah, blow out that they, fucking that fu- oh dude dude oh, that oh, rips my fucking heart. That out whole every sequence time. was just I was so uncomfortable that scene. Like, that movie just made me feel fucked up. Um, I did like the sweet moment he has. With oh, yeah. Girl. I love, yeah. I think it was amazing. I That needed to be in the movie. Yeah, that definitely Emma, had I to make the cut. Yeah. It was <laughs> Jesus. And then at the end, when he's, her hand, Jesus. I'm trying to think, who, what have I watched recently? Oh, oh I, started I started watching Doom Patrol. Patrol. Oh, did you really? It's good. Is it good? I, I've, I've only seen, like, one and a half episodes, but nice. the first episode was great. Oh, they announced Ahsoka. Um, Rosario Dawson's going to play Ahsoka. And I don't know shit about Ahsoka because I didn't watch any of the Clone Wars cartoons, but I love Rosario Dawson, and she's caramel looking, so you can just add some orange on top of that, and then well, her make her fa- Ahsoka. Her facial features are very similar to yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I love Rosario Dawson. I'm excited. I'm I've so seen excited. Clone Wars. I haven't seen... I need to catch up on some of the new episodes. Yeah. But, um... I love that. I know a lot of people are like, "Why isn't the voice actress playing?" It's like, "Cause the voice actress doesn't look a fucking thing." I was like, "What does the voice actress look like?" She's uh, she's blonde. Oh yeah, that's good. And she, like, and she's gorgeous lady, and, and she's done on camera stuff, but um, she doesn't look like her. It's just how it is, and you know, I'm cool with that. It's well, a segue. This was my thing. You can cut this out. This is just Jeremiah being ignorant, really quick. 
my roommate was like, uh, Rosario Dawson's playing Ahsoka. And I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. He was like, but like, what did he say? He said something about, because he brought up the girl from Teen Titans. He was like, oh, she's black and something. I was like, I wonder if they're going to like paint her. I was like, well, it wouldn't be hard because she's already like caramel looking. She's not like dark skinned like me. Yeah. So like, hell yeah. And then I think I was the one that was brought up. Like, they could have fucking painted that bitch. From what's it called? Titans. Titans. I haven't seen it again. I also, it, this is someone from the outside who has not seen it. So I'm. This is me being ignorant. But like, I was like, but I don't know. I'm happy with Rosario Dawson playing this character because one, she's a great actress. She can totally do it. And like, you can just throw some orange shit on her caramel skin, well, and like, it'd be cool. Well, with I feel like with that is with the Star Wars stuff. It's it's not like with Titans where it's like they're kind of doing an interpretation. Mm everything's consistent yeah. in Star Wars. You know, obviously, okay, one's animated and one's yeah. not, but it's like everybody looks, even if it's stylized, it's like their their character still visually translates to how they yeah. are in the live action stuff, like Saw Gerrera. Granted, he's older, mm. but it's the same character. Yeah. He's very clearly the same character. And like, you know, it, and that goes both ways. It's like when Leia shows up in Rebels, mm. it looks like Leia. Yeah. It looks like a stylized cartoon version, but it's very clearly it's very Leia. Clear Leia. Yeah. And, it would be, I'm I'm fine with it because it's just like they got to me. They got the best person for the job. For the job, yeah. Absolutely. And what are they gonna do? Take Rosario's voice out and then have her overdubbed by the other girl? That makes no fucking sense. I fucking want the homeboy that does the voice for Dark Sidious in most of the cartoon shows, who also did the voice for and the motion capture for fucking Star Killer, to fucking be in the live action Star Wars universe because he fucking deserves it. I bet you he'll show up somewhere Jesus. in the old Republic stuff. If he, I fucking hope so because Star Killer is the OG pimp ass motherfucker who gonna bust choke your ass and then stab your shit. Test me, bitch. I love Star Killer so much. I need to replay. Those. You should replay the fuck out of those. I have both of them on my Xbox One. They're so good. I remember enjoying the first. They're one. They're so good. I Second one's fun. You can cut people in half, but other than that, it's not that fun. You can cut people in half. You can cut people in half. You can cut their heads off, cut their arms off, and cut them in half. Yeah. See, I miss the dismembering. It's just like I mean, I'm very upset that they didn't put that in the first game because I feel like the first game would have gone way overboard. The first one, I just felt like you were hitting with a fucking wiffle ball bat. Yeah, but it was cool. Like it It was still cool. Kind of the way he uses his lightsaber is the way Batman started fighting in Arkham games, where it's like, yeah, it's like how many how many combos. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's good. I love the Force Unleashed games. What are your favorite isolation stories in either movies, TV, comics? First one that comes to mind is Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's a good one. I don't like the first Cloverfield movie as much as people swear by it, but Ten Cloverfield like Lane is pretty great. It's fucking wonderful. Shouldn't have been in the Cloverfield universe, but whatever. I think that the whole thing is unnecessary. I haven't seen Paradox either. The I one on Netflix. Paradox. I heard it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, Although I thought it was dope as fuck that they like they didn't announce it till the Super Bowl ad and yeah, then they just put it on Netflix. Day, yeah. That was that that, that was just baller. that was big dick energy. Yeah, I was right like, there. that's baller. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna flash my dick and now you can have it. Um off the top of my head, I think that's the only one. I'm trying to think of like any other shit. Aang sitting inside the uh ice ball for a hundred <laughs> years. That's some isolation right there. I um I'll come back in the Avatar State. 
That's what's going to happen out of this quarantine thing. Oh, you asked who the Avatar was next week, and we said fucking Dwayne The Rock Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Just put an arrow on it. <laughs> I want somebody to Photoshop that. That'd be hilarious. I'll do it. Um, I've been doing One of my favorite that. isolation stories is, well, I've been watching Twilight Zone since mm. we moved oh, into nice. the new place, like the old Twilight the old Zone, not the, not nice. the Jordan Peele stuff. But um, I watched an episode where it was about a guy who, like, they, instead of having, like, you know, solitary confinement, they basically stick motherfucker on an asteroid with nothing but like a shed. Oh damn! And like basic meat or like your basic shit. Yeah. And they have a supply ship come and bring them this like resupplied every every couple like three or four months. I think. Damn. This is this is a, this show came out in the fucking fifties. Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's kind of heartless. But uh, yeah, and they're and the guy who brings him the supplies and stuff. He's like, I think this is cruel. And he's like, and the guy, he's like, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. All I want is a pardon. And so of course, like, well, we'll see how that happens. But dude brings him a robot woman. Ooh. Like he he basically has a crate with a lifelike robot. This is some Whitney Cummings bullshit. But say, um, this is some fucking Blade um, Runner. Morty getting his little sex robot. <laughs> Oh baby, yeah baby. Uh, yeah. Rick, uh, I'm not doing anything in the room. Uh, we're, I'm okay. Oh god, a souvenir to remember you by. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, but he basically he's he's dropped this extra crate. He's like, open this once we get out of orbit. Yeah. He's like, okay. He opens it and there's like this dark-headed woman in there, and she's a she's a robot, but they all say robot, <laughs> robot, because it's the fucking fifties. But um, it's really crazy because spoilers he gets a pardon okay and they come to get him but they only have like a 20 minute window before they're out of orbit and they can't fucking get back to earth Mm -hmm. with the fuel they have and because they're shutting down all the fucking like isolation shit like that yeah and he can't take the robot and he's like bonded with her for like a year and a half oh shit it's fucked but i like that and then i like uh, this is more of a fun silly one is uh i love cowboy bebop when it's the fucking like Ooh. creature where yeah. they're parodying alien, alien and it's just the yeah. bebop flowing through space with this fucking like that's parasite a, I, it's a great episode it's a great episode that's probably one of my favorite episodes there's just so many bebop is so good i thank you for like taking me on that journey well blue helped me with that but yes like, yeah that shit you're both of y'all have been telling me about it for a while that shit is like a plus i have not watched anime since that and i've tried to get back into my hero academia or not getting back into it. I watched the first episode, but I've watched the first two episodes now. So I'm you bit, could be a I'm hero. A little, I'm a little bit farther. I fucking love All Might. So He's so much. cool. And like, I love it, well, Chris Sabat, who played Vegeta, voice really? and Piccolo voices him. Nice. You can hear Piccolo in him when he talks. But um, yeah, uh, one thing, viewers, listeners, what have you, um, suggest shit for us to watch. You know, I mean, yeah, we're all quarantined get in right on now. This shit. Like, get in on this shit. Tell us what we should watch, and then. I'll take notes when we watch it so we can talk about it. Uh, we want to really push to make sure you, the audience, are a part of this because we're making a little little, little community thing over here, eh? Uh, and we, and we, want, we want some more participation, see? So that you, you can be a part of it, <laughs> see? So so we'll all have fun, see? And the phone number to call for any topic suggestions or questions is 770-609-9026. Again, that's 770-609-9026. There's that. Jeremiah, you've got a couple things to play. I've got a, uh, yeah, I started another podcast because I can't fucking stop. It's like my cocaine. Oh, shit. Give it to me, daddy. Um, <laughs> you actually, more of those podcast yeah, episodes? You, know, podcast. you can catch me and my wonderful coworker Sarah Ekman, on Conversations with Sarah You can find us on uh, Anchor and Spotify and Apple Music and all that bullshit. It's a once a month podcast. This first episode, we talk about 
COVID-19 and being stuck in your house. I'm actually really getting sick of how much we're talking about this bullshit. Because it's, it's so fucking, like, I mean, it's good. And it's definitely given us a lot. But it's been fucking three weeks, bro. Well, how I'm about like, this? So, no, we can talk about no, it. No, I'm no, just no, saying, no, like, no, no. how about this? Because I realize I'm on another podcast talking more about this shit. And I'm just like, fuck. Well, it's what we it's what we're existing yeah, with right now. Absolutely. But like, what? Uh, why don't we do this for also for the sanity of our listeners? Um, why don't? Because I thought this is appropriate that we talk about it again now because things have changed, and also because we're in isolation, man. Yeah. We're away from the city. But um, yeah. what we should do is like from here on out, unless some serious shit happens, yeah. let's just fucking ignore it and maybe yeah. it, you know we can laugh about it once. Yeah, an episode, absolutely. But like you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But you can find me, Jeremiah, on my new podcast with Sarah called Conversations with Jeremiah on Apple Music, Google Play, and all those other places. You can find me on YouTube at A Tokens Take, and that's A T O K E and apostrophe S T A K E. I also moved all of my old podcast perspectives with Jeremiah over to Anchor. Um, please listen to that so I can get some 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 money. I need to hit like a thousand listeners just to get fifteen dollars. So just play that in your background of something, and just you know, just let it play so I can get some money because you know we 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 going through it, bro. You can also find me on Facebook at. Uh, Jeremiah Stevenson, but if I don't know you, I'm not gonna fucking add you, so don't even try. <laughs> um, yeah, also, what Jeremiah was talking about, we need to hit those thousand listeners with common sense yes, as well. Absolutely, so listen to us in the background, even if we're too emotional and weird, just you can mute us, just keep us going yeah. so those numbers go. We got those are rookie numbers, we gotta get those, got numbers, those up, man. numbers up, but uh, <laughs> 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 the motions are perfect the expression on your face too but yeah uh, like pa- pass us around share us you know share the episodes do what you have to do to if you have any pointers hit us up on twitter and yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to take over the twitter account and actually start doing shit I need to do that like I've been That'd saying be I'm going to do that for a while <laughs> I know I've been saying I'm going to do it for a while but I've, life has been real man but it's I'm definitely going to pick it real up real serious it's been serious since before I started getting paid to drive a Lincoln I can't say anything because that's just so good. I love that we just did that. Yeah, that's great. That like, because well, I was doing because he's so, he's doing it in one of the commercials. Does he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, what shit. Damn. So yeah, that this will be even though I guess technically last episode was our first sponsored episode. Yeah. Um, I, not counting me, just like hey, it's my LLC. Hey, let's LLC. make it look let's like we're it. sponsored. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm gonna actually have a sponsor segment with this one too. Nice. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. And also, in in closing with the COVID shit, if you are affected by this, if you got stuff out there you want to get out there to people, like you know. You want a shout out, you need to plug anything, like get the word out for you, whatever the fuck it is you're doing, like hit us up, you know. Yeah. We leave us a message, comment on our shit. Holy shit, you. that'd be great if we like shout out like content creators that are like, from Atlanta. Yeah. That's what Holy yeah, shit. absolutely. Uh, anybody. I did a little plug on the last episode, like in post, obviously, before after we sat down. But yeah, if you need that, co- like come talk to us, like message us, do what you gotta do. Hell yeah. Nice. I just have a huge idea for a new section. Care to share? Yeah, um, so, because I know a bunch of motherfuckers that are in film and shit, they're always, like, doing different shit. Like, Jackie and Anissa's, have you seen their, like, COVID-19? I yet? love it so it's much. It's so great. Like, we could, like, plug shit like that, and we could make people shit go viral, and they'll be like, how did people find out about it? Us, motherfucker. 
Damn, that's actually really cool. I like that idea. And then we can have him on at some point. We need to have Spencer on. We do need to we have Spencer on. Definitely, like, he would enjoy the shit out of this. You can find me at Art of Matthew on Instagram. You can find me at The Art of Matthew on Twitter. And I'm going to put a plug for my Teespring site because I have a whole bunch of t-shirts that feature my original artwork. Be that what it is. Oh, shit. It's lit, fam. And guess what? Jeremiah is going to be getting one of them and we'll take some pictures Hell and yeah. we'll put it on there. So that's a plug. We're literally fucking businessmen, motherfucker, running some shit. Hell yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Hell yeah. Fuck you, virus shit ass, bitch ass nigga fucker. Oh, yeah. Also, one other thing I'm going to plug before we wrap up entirely is we're planning on doing a live episode at some point soon. Oh, yeah, please. And we're going to do some other live stuff. We're planning a couple of different little fun segments. We're going to oh, possibly yeah, do like a little fallout thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just keep an, keep an eye or an ear or whatever appendage out. Keep your appendage on your phone so that you can hear us with all the other appendages. But wash your appendage. You wash that wash shit. Wash your fucking hands, Clean, bitch. Wash you your hands. Home. Clean your dirty ass phones. Yeah, you've been at home for the last 15 days, but wash your fucking hands. You little, you little nasty ho. Who are you talking to? I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> in the distance as I whisper. Wash your nasty freaking hands. <laughs> well, with that, this has been Common Sense. I'm Matt. I'm Jeremiah. Have a week! The following audio presentation is property of Lake House Creative, LLC. Any reference to copyrighted works is for review and commentary purposes only.